Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. This is the first time I've had someone back onto the podcast. Uh, Orla Friel is the guest today. Orla has kindly come down from Monaghan. Uh, she is starting a job in Dublin this week. So just good timing that I messaged her last week to come back on. I am still, Orla, only found out recently, I'm still getting messages about her first episode, which is six months ago uh, from people who were listening back then. So for anyone who hasn't listened to episode two, Orla is a qualified PT and nutritionist, former bikini competitor. Uh, one of the big th- biggest things she's best at is helping people to feel good about themselves through kind of being strong and looking strong. She's gone from being on stage and being very unhappy to where she is now, which is loving life and feeling strong. And the one of the biggest things that Orla is best for is kind of empowering women to kind of to feel strong, feel better about themselves and feeling comfortable in their own skin. So Orla, thank you so much for coming coming down today. You're very welcome and thank you very, very much for having me as like your first guest to come back on. Obviously a good sign. It's scary that six months ago. Yeah, it's actually, like it's crazy. Like the amount of stuff that's happened like this year is actually, it's it's crazy, like actually crazy. And uh, for those who haven't listened to the episode, can you kind of give a brief introduction uh, for about yourself and tell us your story and how you're going to tell the, fit, the whole fitness realm? Okay. Um, whenever I was younger, I was always into doing, like my main thing was horse riding whenever I was younger. So I was always kind of like into sports of some sort. Uh, probably one of the like 5% of Ireland that actually never played like ga or fup- like whatever, football or like camogie, anything like that. Uh, done horse riding for ages. And then I was all kind of got into the gym whenever I was actually in like sixth year of school. That's whenever I got my first PT and actually started like lifting weights and stuff and kind of got my first taste for being in the gym and then I just gradually got into it a lot more than since that and I just randomly decided that I was just like really wanted to make it like a bigger part of my life so started going to the gym a lot more and then I decided to compete in like a bikini competition and looking back now that was incredibly stupid and I should not have done so but it taught me an awful lot so at the same time like I don't regret it but um yeah that that's whenever it just became huge to me like I genuinely did love prepping for it uh so that was in 2017 if I'm right in saying uh I done two competitions and then after those two competitions I decided that I wanted to like do my personal training course and nutrition course as well so I took a year out of college. I'm still studying business studies at the minute. Um, took a year out from that, done my personal training course and nutrition course up in Dublin. Uh, started working with FlyFit, which is the best job I've ever had in my life. And one of the best decisions and things that I have ever done was to start working in FlyFit. Um, and then I just went back then, resumed my studies there in September and now I'm up in Dublin. I have an accounting internship for the summer, so that's kind of me <laughs> in a nutshell, I suppose. That's a big change for you. Oh, uh, huge, yeah. Are you excited to kind of get, get into a nine-to-five job, or what's the...? Uh, I am, because I've never done it before. Like, I've never worked in an office environment. Like, any... Like, I've like usually kind of been working in gyms or pubs or bars, nightclubs, stuff like that, so all them environments are really, like like high energy they're loud if you know what I mean like I haven't really I don't, I don't know how I'm going to cope in an office like happen to I'm more worried about how they're going to cope yeah I don't know how they're going to cope either but like yeah no I am excited for it it's going to be a very very big change but uh, I think that's kind of actually where I want to go with my life is like accounting 
Yeah, no, and like I, I met Orla first time in 2018, early 2018. Yeah, 2018. Uh, and I think you were just at the beginning, right, towards the middle or towards the end of your prep. The field prep. <laughs> yeah. The, the prep. Uh, and like, I remember you were so, you're such a different person from then. I, I know I alluded to it in the first episode. But like there was, there's so many highs and lows in everyone's fitness journey. It doesn't matter if they're trying to bulk or get a little bit fluffy, as they say, or when it's kind of going through prep or getting ready for a shoot, you are. But like, I was so stupid whenever I was prepping though. Like that's why, like, even whenever I was training people in FlyFit, I felt like I could relate to them an awful lot because I mean, I have tried and done so many stupid things like like do you remember the thing that I was doing it was the like the Lyle McDonald rapid fat loss thing so it was for yeah oh my god was it t- 10 days you would only eat um it was something like 200 grams of protein and like that was it you'd take a mega tree fish oil so I was eating we'll say like eight turkey burgers a day with only green veg you weren't allowed like like carrots or peppers or peas or anything like that it was like only or well peas or green veg but anyway uh, you were only like that and remember like that's what I was doing for 10 days and then on the 11th day you'd eat like 100 grams of carbs plus like all your protein and then you'd go back doing it in fairness to myself I lost about four or five kilos doing that like because the weight fell off me and by I think I'd done that for maybe like two or three weeks but um would highly not recommend it because you see me walking around the fly fit whenever I was doing that and uh, I'm glad he pulled out of that prep yeah that was absolutely shocking but like that's like I would just get real thick with myself and be like right like I'm gonna do this and no one can tell me not to do it like even though people were like this is stupid please stop like yeah. what are you doing and then I was like no I'm gonna do this because I'm well able to do it but um no I'd be sort of I'd be fairly like thick with myself in that way but no I shouldn't shouldn't have done it but in fairness again you have to look at everyone's learning curve that taught me so much like all the stupid stuff that I've done in life has honestly taught me an awful lot like and that is the main thing like if you do make a mistake or fuck up like the main thing is that you do actually have the ability to look at that and take something from it like be able to see where you fucked up like and actually be like okay like I will not do that again or if I done this a little bit differently I would have got this result so like that's why if anyone is sort of like starting out off on their fitness journey and they did make a stupid mistake or done a stupid diet or anything like that like don't take that so personally like look at what it's taught you like don't look at it in a negative way kind of try and see it in a positive light if you can yeah it's it's crazy like even if you chat to any of the pts in any of the gyms that we've worked in like the amount of crazy diets that some of them have done the prep that they've done they even still make mistakes if they're going up on stage they might even have too much water like i know i might my, my myself with the the photo shoot I regret doing it looking back. I wasn't in the space mentally to do it, but it taught me that I just need to kind of be a little bit, give myself a little bit more time if I am I am going on one of those diets. Yeah. I lost 10 kilos in 12 weeks and oh. I'm quite slight. Wow, that's, that's yeah, that lot, was quite like... That was quite drastic and I looked like a person on a trocker box. No offence to the person on the trocker box. Oh, same. Like, I honest to God could have been modelling for trocker. Like... <laughs> Late, I like the tan on me as well. Good Christ, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like looking back on photos, there is a few points where I was like, I look ill. Like actually, just skeleton. Like like I just looked absolutely sick. But then I don't know. It it it's, it's mad. Just what like your mind controls everything. If you know what I mean. Like whenever you're in that frame of mind, like no one 
could have told me, oh, just go and have like one chip shirt, not do you any harm. Like I hated stuff like that. I was like, no, I'm doing this. Like leave me alone. That is one thing I'd say about myself. I'd be very, I'm actually going to say that I'm stubborn minded because I should be able to kind of take on board what people say an awful lot more, but I would just be very like, no, fuck off. I'm doing it. Like leave me alone. Accept it. Please. Have you got any advice <clears> for anyone that's kind of like, that's going into a diet like if the summer's around the corner or we're in the summer now should I say not looking out the window you wouldn't know but like any highs and any advice for people dealing with the highs and lows of a diet uh make sure that you actually want to do the diet in the first place because I feel like people are just like oh it's summer like they just sort of feel like okay they have to diet for some reason and they might not actually want to do it so they're like okay grand they go and do this diet that they don't really want to do so they won't adhere to it and then they'll fall off whatever plan they were doing and go kind of a bit mad and then they'll just end up feeling shit about themselves because they weren't able to stick to their diet. But like that person genuinely might be actually happy with how they look. They mightn't want to diet, but they just sort of feel pressured into dieting it, diet, dieting because that's like the done thing around this time of year. And you'll always see it on Instagram, you have all like summer shredding and all that there sort of crack. So if it is something that you do want to do, like have that made up in your mind beforehand that this is what you want to do this is your goal you know why like your why has to be very very strong behind it because that is what's going to keep you going whenever you are in like a bad head headspace or you're feeling a little bit lacking in motivation or discipline and um, make sure that you really really want to do it and that you're not just dieting because it's like the done thing around somewhere to be cool yeah that's great advice so the thing is give yourself enough time that's the one thing a lot of people yeah. do that they do crash diets for say eight weeks and then they go off and go on holidays, eat whatever they want and come back feeling like shite. But like why why like that like why are people doing that? Like why do they feel such a strong need to lose weight so quickly for a holiday? They just don't give themselves like, enough time. So that's much, what I don't know. It's yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a weird thing. And now with like Love Island's coming back on tonight on TV at the time we're recording this and like, living for it. <laughs> I don't care if Ed don't be coming at me like I live for Love Island. I actually love it. But that show is going to like some people like it. it, it, It's it's literally turn off your brain television. But a lot of people will kind of come out. Great. (laughs) I will not hear you say a bad word about it. (laughs) Some people could have kind of be looking at these people with their in their bikinis for the next whatever X amount of weeks, and be kind of like, this is. This is like the escape for reality, but these people have been kind of been training probably for the last year and knowing that they've been going on. And it can be kind of give, could give some people kind of body dysmorphia, kind of could give people a little bit. I get that, like, and I do, like, you do see that on Instagram and stuff as well, where you have all, um, you just different people influencers and stuff like that putting up photos and they're all in incredible shape and stuff like that. And then obviously, like, yeah, it does affect a lot of people, but honestly controversial way of putting it that's your fault if you're letting that get you like if you're watching love island and you feel bad about yourself because of the four or five gorgeous looking women in there like that that's your shit like you're not dealing with yourself and your mental health properly there like that's i feel like that is unfair to say about love island and also people on instagram plus you have to use your common fucking sense like the people like the influencers on instagram are athletes this is their job like Monday to Friday, they are health fitness. They might have their online business, their online coaching or whatever. They might do PT in person, but this is what they eat, sleep and breathe. Like if you're comparing that to yourself that works with like a nine to five Monday to Friday, you're doing overtime at the weekends. Even if you have two, three children, you have to look after like, and if you're le- if you're trying to compare yourself and your situation to like an influencer that eats, sleeps and breathes it, like you're the idiot. 
for letting that get to you. Like you actually need to say stuff like that out loud to yourself and realise how stupid that sounds. And I know that that probably does sound quite harsh, but like you have to look at it from a realistic point of view. Like unless you want to completely like deprive yourself of like dinners out with your families, your friends, oh, food, like taking away like social time and stuff like that to get your six pack like there's there's no point like and as you said then people going on love island were probably training for like probably six months like especially if you know you're going on love island like we were actually talking about this in college the other day like you would have to pump some amount of money in yourself to go on to love island like especially for girls like you'd want to be getting the hair extensions done you'd want to start going on sunbeds like your eyelashes your nails like these people are preparing for love island they probably don't really walk around like that an awful lot of the no. time like they are putting an awful lot of effort into themselves for it like so no i think that's a good point that, that they probably are kind of the people that are watching it and, and that are feeling bad about it is there may be some underlying issue there oh a hundred percent if it is something that is bothering you well then why are you watching it why are you like i know everyone's going to be talking about it but why are those people watching it like it's the same with social media like i've spoken about previously on episodes about kind of doing a social media audit there was people that was giving me body dysmorphia looking at people with six packs and that's what i thought i wanted but now i've kind of got rid of them out of yeah out of sight out of mind and i feel so much better mentally so if it's if it's making you that unhappy and you're literally using it to kind of fit in and kind of have the water cooler talk well then as you said it's just don't do it There's no yeah way. like that's it, it's just i can't it sounds so simple but know what you want and that actually takes some level of like self-awareness to actually be like, I, I genuinely want this for myself. Like I'm not doing this kind of because this is what's cool or what's in at the minute. It's actually knowing what you want. Like I have absolutely, I have no real abs at the minute at all whatsoever. But like, I don't really give a fuck because I don't want them. Like, especially if at the summer, like it's important to realize that your goals and your priorities in life change all the time. Like, yeah, whenever I competed in them bikini competitions, I was in unbelievable shape, but that took priority. And then like my friends and my family actually like didn't take priority. And looking back, I hate that I would never ever do that again. Like, because my friends and family are what is most important to me. But, um, it, it, it's just really be aware of what you actually want before you're jumping into doing something like especially like a diet or losing weight or putting on muscle like make sure that you are doing it for you not just because it's a trend i think that's i think that's the that's a phenomenal answer um and most people do it because they want to fit in they want to fit in so, so certain social circles or they want to have the big bum of the abs because it's it's kind of seen as a social norm but now there's so much body confidence out there there's there's the plus size models there's a plus size girl going in and all credit to her for for doing it which right? one's that there's a i think it's one in the uk i think she's one of the i think she's yeah she's a uk girl i actually don't even think i've seen the contestants um yeah i think she's a she's plus size and she's going in i think there's a, a bit more diversity and stuff going on as well so uh, we did not mean to go on to Love Island for the last X amount of minutes. We've missed the questions I sent to Orla. We've gone on Love Island for the last 10 minutes. We've realize... made it through like two of the actually like wrote no question, written out no questions. Oh my God. Um, so you you started running a little bit. And, I did. And knowing Orla like I do, Orla is, wouldn't be the keenest runner in the world. No, like I actually can't run. Like I really don't think I'm built to run. No, she like, runs a bit like Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably worse. Like I actually don't. Have you ever seen? I never really ran in flight. Oh, whenever I broke the light. Yeah. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I broke the light, flight, but I ran away from that because I was very scared. Um, but 
No, what? I just, I just, it was something like I'm actually, I, I didn't want to run. I actually wanted to run because I wanted to get better at it, and I've always hated running, and I didn't like that because that was something that. Like, I wanted to get over that, if you know what I mean. Like, I wanted to actually be able to run just to kind of sicken myself, if that makes sense. Because I've always been like, no, I can't run, I can't do it. And I was like, no, fuck it, I can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I can't, I am very uh, unfit and probably horrific at running. But there is something about it that I have learned to enjoy. Like, the feeling after after it is amazing. Like, it actually is deadly after it. You feel really, really good about yourself. Um, But, like during it I don't know I actually enjoy it takes a little bit of mental strength to just kind of keep telling yourself like just keep running like why 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 are you gonna stop like that's what I'd always be in my head if I'm like oh here I'll give myself a five minute break I would just be like no you haven't earned it keep going like <laughs> I just kind of like talk to myself again I don't know it's weird I do enjoy it though but um yeah I'm trying to think I might I might start doing it in Dublin see it's grand whenever you're in Monaghan because I live in the back hole of nowhere no one will see me so I don't know. That's obviously something that I'm just going to have to get over. I might start running around the streets of Crumlin. <laughs> oh, God. At night, hopefully on all black clothing with balaclava. No, <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. No, it, like it, is, it is a good feeling afterwards. I, it's So many people tell themselves that they can't run. I'm, I'd be one of those. No, I honestly can't. I'm not telling myself that. Like, if I went out there, you'd be like, please stop running. Like, you're actually, like, you're going to hurt your knees, your hips. I'm just really not built to run, like. Yeah, uh, I give uh, it a go. For anyone, like I know we kind of alluded to it already with kind of the the love island stuff like that. Have you kind of you did a campaign for Fly Fit last year called the Love, love ha- Escape Love Handle Island. So Orla's photo was up on bus stops around Dublin, and one of them was close enough to where I live. And to see Orla up on the bus stop, I was crazy. But fair fair fucks to her for going up on the bus stop. It takes. I remember you, was it you that put up the videos recently of the outtakes Carl doing his little oh yeah yeah doing a little pump and stuff like yeah. that like uh like it's it's not easy putting the photos up there on social media so many people think that it is have you got any kind of advice for anyone that's kind of struggling with their own body image or getting away from that whole um honestly like my main concern about like my photo going up on bus stops around dublin was someone getting like a black permanent marker and drawing like a cock on me or something i was like i'd be mad paranoid about some wee gypsy doing that like but um uh, i don't know with stuff like that like you just have to do it like that like that it it does come as part of being like confident in yourself and just not giving a fuck what anyone actually thinks like like i just thought that was great crack and especially whenever i got the opportunity to be a part of that campaign i was like yeah dead like like if you do get like offered to do anything like that or take part in it there's very 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 little uh downsides to it and the only downsides to it would be uh what's going on in your own head so people are going oh, i'd be too scared with that what if people say this what if people say that what if i get slagged about it like and what like if you get slagged about it like like i can say forevermore until i die that i was on a bus shelter in dublin in a bikini like I just think that's hilarious like so it's like it's just kind of if you ever get offered doing anything like that like why wouldn't you do it like yeah fair enough people are probably going to talk and be like oh Christ like I don't know how she'd be up there in a bikini and all it wouldn't be for me like yeah grand it's not for you fuck off like leave me alone type thing like you just kind of have to adopt that mindset um and then again like do it if you want to do it like I done it because I genuinely wanted to do that campaign I thought it'd be good crack like thought it'd be a laugh like don't if you are like more kind of I suppose introverted or quiet person 
like don't either like feel pressurized that you have to kind of get on that kind of bandwagon of taking off your clothes and putting up pictures on Instagram like or getting your arse out like again it just comes down to making sure that you're doing things for a genuine reason it's because you want to do it not just because you're being a little sheep I, yeah I love that answer no fair play for doing it um, I speak so much wisdom so so wise <laughs> so, so wise, wise. Um, so you have also spoken a lot about kind of eating when you're bored and we're kind of... <laughs> I thought you said you're smoking a lot. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> eating when you're bored. We're lis- we listen back to see how thick Orla's accent has gotten since she... No, I don't. No. We listened back to it already. And uh, one of the things you talk about is eating when you're bored. And you mentioned that in like the br- brief little clip that we played yeah. was about the toaster sitting beside you. Oh yes. So, and you've also put up posts about kind of eating when you're bored, and yeah, uh, a lot of people, a lot of clients that we've both both worked with, mm-hmm. kind of were are fiends for it. I'm I sometimes when you're studying, I know it's exam season, leaving starts starting tomorrow, and you just finish exams. A lot of people eat when they're bored. Any advice yeah. for people kind of that use food to kind of fill a gap? Uh find something else to fill your gap in your life like I, I can't like it sounds like such a simple answer but if people are like oh like I'm always like whenever I go home from work in the evenings like the evenings are my downfall I'm always eating in the evenings and it's like right like what are you doing in the evening and they're like oh nothing like I'm just sitting in front of the couch watching tv like I'm sorry but you're wasting about four or five hours of your life sitting in front of the tv and then you're eating food and then you're feeling sorry and you're feeling a bit bad about yourself for eating food when you're bored like I hate, I don't know, like, again, I'm going to sound like such a cunt, but, like, don't be such a wee victim about it. Like, get out and do something. Like, be proactive about things. Like, if you're eating food because you're bored, make sure you're not fucking bored. Then, <laughs> like, make sure that you have stuff going on in your life that is going to make you feel like you're actually fulfilling your own goals, helping to, like, it mightn't even be, it mightn't be going to the gym, like, because I don't want to, like, kind of focus everything around going to the gym but like just say in the evenings if you like leave like art classes or something I don't know what people would be at like but <laughs> if you wanted to take up another hobby like that do it like I remember it was actually whenever I ran for election during college I was going for vice president for welfare and equality and for that entire week I would be lucky if I ate a meal a day because really? I was literally I had that much stuff to do I actually would just like, like even registering in my head that I was hungry. I'd be like, oh my God, like I've actually, like we had a joke whenever we were in college, like, have you eaten today? Because like it'd literally be about seven o'clock in the evening and we'd all be like, fuck, like none of us have actually ate today because you're literally just so, so busy. And the last thing you're thinking about is actually sitting down and eating. You start seeing food as a fuel, if you know what I mean? Like just you're eating it for its purpose. You're eating it to like not be hungry anymore and like obviously like whenever I was going for election like I I wasn't prepping food or anything like that in the evening I was going to the shop and I was just getting a goujon roll purely just to eat something because it wasn't uh just because I didn't want to be hungry anymore so it's more so stop looking at food as like it has some sort of like magical ability to like make you feel better about yourself or to like fill a gap in your life like you should be filling gaps or boredom in your life with like things that you want to do like pastimes that'll actually help you like grow and become better as a person not just sitting in front of Netflix with all your chocolate bars in the evening like yeah so, so many people do it and then they and then they look back and kind of like I wasted that evening and then they just kind of fall back into that habit so say like it's end of the bank holiday weekend it's bank holiday Monday most people are like oh my diet starts tomorrow 
any yeah. advice for those people that are going to be like in that whole my diet starts tomorrow after going out in the piss the whole weekend they could have been a forbidden fruit they could have, there were so many weddings on over the weekend any advice for kind of people that are kind of like on the whole um, my diet starts tomorrow buzz as well again it just comes back to it like why like why are you start like yeah you had a really really good weekend but like you well I hope you don't carry on and eat like that for like it's one weekend every day. out of yeah, 52. Exactly. Like you you like that's not who you like that's not every day of your existence. Like it's just you had a really, really good weekend. Like accept that and enjoy it and don't attach any like guilt or bad feeling to just you going out and having a good time at your friend's wedding or forbidden fruit or just going out in the bank holiday weekend. Like I'm trying to even think what like Saturday night I went out, uh, like had a few drinks, came home Sunday, yesterday. I actually just ate like three goujons yesterday and then had a Chinese. Like that's absolutely horrific, but like I don't care. Like like I really like I'm not yeah. obese about it. I could be in better shape, could be in worse shape, but like it's just about actually owning your decisions as well and be like, here, yeah, I wanted to go out and have a good weekend. Like don't again, I feel like people kind of do that, like, oh, I'm gonna start a diet tomorrow, which just was awful bad at the weekend there. But like deep down inside, they actually are like, no, I actually had a good weekend, but they just sort of feel like they have to get back on this magical bandwagon, yeah. Yeah. And like eat salads for like three or four days. But like, no, if if you are on a diet and you just took like a weekend off it or whatever, then yeah, grand, go back to what you were doing beforehand. You had a good weekend. Uh, just enjoy it, like enjoy the memories or whatever. But like, I don't know. Again, just make sure that you're doing things for the right reason. Like you're not just following a stupid trend. Well, like, and I think it's been mentioned so much in social media, like, a diet isn't for life. Like, you can't mm. be in a caloric deficit, or you could. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no point yeah. in, like, some people track religiously, some people don't track. Uh, we were talking about this off air and stuff like that. Like, a diet isn't for life. It's kind of a finding a balance that works for you. Like, I've got one client face-to-face. She's been tracking for a good while. She was at a best friend's wedding on on Friday and Saturday. Um, mm. We've been working really, really hard. And now, now that she's kind of hit one goal, she's set new goals. And then she's going to be taking a break for off tracking and all yeah. that kind of stuff for the next two three weeks and then we're gonna she's gonna be more more conscious food i think that in that space those two or three weeks that that's when she'll learn about how yeah. far she's come because she used to be like go on the whole takeaway buzz and that was her we've worked on those kind of mental issues yeah uh, and kind of get the psychology kind of side of things right and now she's kind of got, hopefully uh she'll be working with myself for the next couple of next three weeks or so kind of making better food choices and like uh, which is phenomenal um, and she's come a long way she should be really proud of herself and that was one of the biggest things you worked with with the, girl, with the girls as well when you yeah. were with them um, you talk about uh, getting out of your comfort zone an awful lot and one of the things I saw recently was you started doing Pilates yes I did and for anyone that uh, was ever in Flyfish whenever I was there knew that I deeply deeply detested teaching Pilates or, or yoga. yoga I think I taught Pilates once because they like yous were extremely stuck for someone to teach Pilates. And like I, I just hated Pilates because I find it hard to like I don't know, just like it's very quiet and it's very calm and you're talking about like I don't know, bend it, I don't know what I, like I'd actually love to listen back to the class that I gave in Pilates. But um I don't know. I just wanted to do it again, honestly, for like stress relief. Um just to kind of chill out a little bit because I would I'd only realize it every few days that I'd be like, geez, I'm actually really, really like um like tense or like like stressed about things. Uh so I, I actually felt like the Pilates was quite good 
to unwind with that and I hated Pilates before like I have I did give it a go whenever I was in Dublin the last time I'd done like two or three classes and hated it I actually like left I was like no I can't I'm sorry this this really isn't for me but um it's one of my friends back home actually Pamela Trainer. uh she actually she she competes an awful lot as well she's competed maybe like three or four times and um, in bikini her name on instagram is actually trained with a trainer uh she does brilliant pilates classes in she's like in her own little studio in monon but like she's she's i don't know her voice like is pure soothing and like her cues and stuff are very good uh and she has like a nice little lamp that she puts on in the corner and you'd like kind of take a little snooze at the end of class great um yeah so that's it's like a 45 minute class and it flies and i genuinely feel very relaxed coming out of it because it's 45 minutes that i haven't thought about anything that i'm stressed about i've only just thought about like whatever i don't know tucking my legs in and like uh, breathing whatever the cues blood is or it's not my strong point but um yeah i i really enjoyed that because it kind of forced me to like take a step back and like kind of chill out because usually I'm very like go 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 highly strong kind of and what about like if that was that was a big thing for you to get out of your comfort zone you've got kind of advice for people to get out of the comfort zone on that side of things as well yeah I feel like well whenever you're talking about getting out of your comfort zone I feel like the scariest thing that I've definitely done was going for like election for vice president for welfare and equality because that's like your posters are up around the whole of like I go to Dundalk College Dundalk IT um, like your posters are up everywhere like you're speaking in front of people all the time like your manifesto is you what you would like to change to the college so it's very like personal so when people attack your manifesto or if they don't like it like they you kind of feel like they're attacking you and then I was very very nervous like even like I genuinely pulled out I'd say like three or four times I was like no I'm not gonna run like before obviously I like you know printed posters and actually committed to it or whatever but I pulled out like three or four times because like no like what like so many things could go wrong like you could just get made a fool out of like people could be slagging you and stuff like that and I don't know I just I I was I it scared the living Jesus <laughs> like whenever I was gonna do it but again I'm like it was probably one of the best things that I've done this year um and then again, I'm going to say like the speech that I gave at like the hustings first, uh, I actually like when because my role as like equality and welfare, if I had got elected, I didn't. I lost by 30 votes. Um, if I had got elected, I was really I enjoyed the welfare side of it. Um, and I kind of in my speech, I talked an awful lot about how I actually use like the counselling services in DKIT as well myself uh, and just how I had a lot of bother with like eating disorders and then anxiety and depression as well. So I did touch on that in my speech because I just wanted to get it across to people that like I'm not just doing it for the sake of like being vice president for welfare and equality. I genuinely had a huge passion for it. Uh, and I actually literally felt like I was going to get sick before I got on stage, before I said it, because it was very, very personal to me. Like, uh, and even I read my speech out to me two mates, Glenn and Chacho beforehand, and they were like, no, like, it's really, really good. Go for it. And uh, like, it was, oh, I just, I've honestly never felt that sick before. But kind of going back to your question is like, how do you get over that sort of like fear? Or how, how do you just like, get out of your comfort zone? Like, just do it honestly it is literally just do it like in your head you just have to keep telling yourself like you're well able for it like just do it and then I kind of weigh up the options in my head like the options if you don't do it and then like the options of the outcome if you do do it and usually they'll, they'll always like the better things to come out of it law was outweigh the negative ones and usually the negative ones are all stuff in your head like the only negatives I had 
to running for election that were all based around what people would have thought of me. Like that was kind of what was going through my head. I was so scared of people being like, oh, they wouldn't like, you know, my manifesto or they wouldn't like me as a person. They wouldn't. It was all that sort of stuff. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like I actually genuinely really, really wanted this job. So I went for it. So it's literally just about going for it. And as hard as it is putting what other people think about you to one side completely because they're irrelevant. It's your life. It's not theirs. Like, fuck them. Uh, that leads in. That was, that was, you led, you answered the next question already. I'm just such a star. <laughs> but Orla, Orla spoke about the whole counselling thing with me on episode two. So for anyone that wants to go back and listen to that, Orla goes through how she dealt with her, with her certain issues and stuff like that and where she sought help. And she met, you mentioned the place as well. Um, and it's great yeah. to see that you're, you're doing so well. Um, so anyone that's kind of, I've had issues with mental health as well. I've gone and talked to someone and I would go for talking to someone over taking the the tablets. Oh, 100%. Like, take, that's what I was offered, antidepressants. And I was like, no way. Like, I just can't. I took them I just for six couldn't months. do that. I was like, no. I was like, I, I am able to fix this myself. Like, like I don't want to say it's all in your head, if you know what I mean, because that implies that I'm not looking at it seriously. I am. Like, I understand how shit it is, but it genuinely is what's going on in your head like you can fix it and I never took antidepressants um and like I well, like I'm grand now like 100%. I took them and I I I was actually went for a lunch with my dad yesterday and we were kind of it was the first time I'd had like a, a downtime with my dad for quite a while and it was nice and he's gonna ask how I was doing mentally and we, it kind of came up the whole me being put onto the meds like it, it wasn't when I went to the GP it wasn't even asking how were you? It was like, here's the meds, here's the prescription, yeah. go and take it. But I remember being on the meds and I could string a sentence together. Yeah. Um, I was so cloudy and thought, and I remember going away to Asia and my mate was like, you're not the same person. So the day I actually started to fly, it was the day I took myself off the meds. No way. Yeah, it's one of the first, second of Feb, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's scary. It's, just, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a good day and I feel, felt better for it. And it's just like, I couldn't advise going to talk to someone. It's uh, it's so simple. It doesn't even have to be a counselor. Even talking to your kind of inner circle, which we've spoken about yeah. in the show before, you're very lucky. You've got very close friends up in up in Monaghan. Yeah, absolutely. Like even like like my mom is. Geez, I would be lost if it wasn't for my mom. Like, um. But I think if you have ever went through any sort of like like mental health issues, like especially like you know anxiety or any sort of like body image or eating disorders or anything like that. Like I know that now I am an awful lot more conscious or sensitive as to how I would you know talk to people and stuff like that. Like I don't like it. It does just make you kind of hopefully be an awful lot kinder to people because it can go a long way. Like just even talking to someone or like say if you have a fight with one of your friends or something like that. Like just it makes you a little bit more understanding as then like they actually might they might have other stuff going on that they don't want to talk about it. That's that's why they're acting in this way. Like it is easier to just, you know, say sorry, forget about it, move on, because at the end of the day, like you value that relationship or that friendship a lot more than, you know, just a stupid row. Like so I feel like if you have went through any sort of like mental illness or something like that, it makes you a little bit more sort of sensitive to people. And it is very important to always like like kind of try to pick people up as much as you can or like that's something that all I, I I'd like to do an awful lot. Like if I was talking to someone, you could kind of see that they're a little bit down or something. Like just try and like pick them up as much as you can, or like just make them feel a little bit better about themselves, like in some way, shape, or form. Because it does go a long way if someone is like feeling a little bit shitty about themselves. If you give them a compliment, they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, deadly." 
Yeah, and I know, like I've said this, like my one of the questions later on will be what's what's Orla's motto for life and stuff like that. And I I got slagged for this a good bit when we were working together. Like mine was just be sent. Like it takes more effort to be a prick. So I'm glad, kind of glad. Like, <laughs> so it, I like, shouldn't really do my three spins. Just be fucking signed, will yeah, you? <laughs> and I normally did do them, and I regretted every minute of it. Um, one of the the posts that you, I'm so happy that we went off on one of those tangents. That was one of the most the most worth worth worthwhile tangents of kind of going off. About tangent. Me. The mental health one. Oh, like, okay, we yeah. didn't even mean it to go down that avenue, mm. but I'm delighted it came back up. Because uh, I know so many people. Uh, talk about it a lot more people are open about it which is great and it's it's still a, an underlying issue with a lot of people and the biggest advice would be just to go and talk to someone it doesn't have to be professional um and be nice like i just can't stress enough like just don't be a cunt to people like like i just it sounds so it takes more so effort. simple but like it really really isn't hard to actually just be nice to someone like be supportive to people like no matter what shit they they have going on in their life like it goes such a long way to just be a decent friend and to stand by them no matter what like and get an offer like let them know that that support is always there for them like because there's so many times that people would just be like if they've done something stupid and they told their friend or the friend would be like what the fuck are you doing like that's so stupid they, they don't need to be told that again <laughs> they're already telling themselves how stupid they are they don't need a second person to come along and tell them that like they need someone there to be like here yeah okay it was stupid but it's not the end of the world it's going to be grand two three weeks later you won't even think about this you can also do x y and z to help you with this like you need someone there to kind of keep picking you up and keep pushing you on not someone to call you an idiot like so nine times out of ten you're doing that in your own head anyway and more often than not, the, the, the situation that you're in is one of those situations that someone else has been in in some shape or form yeah. at some time in like the history of the world. Yeah. You're not you're not unique in anything that we do. Someone else has been through that whole situation and they've managed to get on with it. So that's I read yeah. that recently in a book and it was one of those things that struck, just struck me. Like yeah. we all have kind of stuff going on, the work life, illnesses, all that kind of stuff. But there's someone else that's been through the same thing um and exactly like that's what that, that's kind of why i like enjoy speaking about like mental health and stuff like that because even if someone's listening to this and like they're feeling a little bit like kind of shitty about themselves whether it's like they think that they might have like an eating disorder or like body uh image issues or like they have like anxiety or like stress issues or anything like that like like you're not alone like you're not like a unicorn if you know what i mean like there's nothing actually like really like like there's so many people that went through that like I went through stuff like that as well like there is always people that you can turn to and ask if you know what I mean like I, I don't want people to anyone to feel like oh my god like I'm a, I'm a weirdo like for feeling like this or I'm a weirdo for having this going on inside my head like you're not like there's like yeah it's it, sh it shouldn't be happening like it's not overly normal but it's it happens like to a lot of people there is always something that you can turn to out there to talk about like so that's kind of one thing like don't like isolate yourself and think that you're like a weirdo or like a black sheep or anything like that's kind of why I think it is good that mental health and like the issues around it like people are becoming an awful lot more open about it and like sharing their full stories because that, that does help people they're like oh okay like there, this is you know like they've went through this and then they're okay now so there is hope for me as well like it is kind of keeping like positive throughout the whole thing yeah, that's awesome and uh, that kind of leads into kind of one of your the posts that I thought was probably the best post you've put up since I've known you was the, the Instagram V reality when you were oh, sitting on yeah. the bed yeah with the uh, just I forgot about that actually That's that like, was one of the like when you put that up I was like fair play to you so if anyone hasn't seen the picture Orla is sitting on the end of the bed 
in a... Side of the bed. <laughs> uh, so Orla is sitting on the bed. Uh, and she is in her sports top. Oh, it's like a wee cropped t-shirt thing and a pair of knickers. And one of them is the the, t- the bottoms are tucked up. I'll let you explain it. Yeah, you're please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible and <laughs> painful for everyone listening. Um, it was just like a wee cropped t-shirt and a pair of knickers on a one. Like I kind of had like the knickers like pulled up more. Obviously, it makes you like a little bit more flatter, and you're sitting like a certain way. And then the other one is just like probably how you would normally walk around your house. Um, and I just sort of put that up because it is kind of. Even though, like what I was saying earlier on, it's important to not let, you know, anyone that like looks a certain way on Instagram, like affect you and your body image, because then that's stuff that you have to work on. Like, I feel like it just sort of does like give people like a little confidence boost or something that they're like, okay, like she actually does look like this in real. Like, that's just for a photo. Like, that's kind of nine times out of ten how she looks. And I look fairly similar to that. So, like, that's kind of normal. But then again, I don't know, because I kind of contradict myself there. Like, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to anyone. But... I don't know, I feel like stuff like that on Instagram is important just to show that it's not all, you know, like that's just one photo at a certain angle at a certain time, if you know what I mean. Like that's probably not how the person walks around all the time. Um, and so many of us do know. get sucked into social media. And like I have done as well. I've talked about social media audit before and I know a couple of the other guests have speak, spoken about it before. Have you any advice for people who are kind of, can get kind of bogged down and kind of playing a game of, going swiping through people's stories and kind of feeling shit about themselves. I know we spoke about it a little bit earlier with kind of the Love Island thing. Yeah, uh, I, I just unfollow them all. Uh, like, I'm trying to think. Like, there was a few people that, like, I followed or whatever and had, like, a load of followers and then I just unfollowed them because I was like, oh, no, shut up. Um, I, just, I just didn't like them. And, like, not even from a point of view that I was feeling bad about myself. They were just wrecking my head. I was like, I actually just don't enjoy, like, your content or your take on life like I just feel like you're I don't know I just didn't I just didn't really like it but um I actually love following me of Madden and like I actually feel sorry for her because she gets so much stick about her accent but I think she's hilarious like and she really doesn't give a fuck I think as well like she'd like she literally will just show herself like dolled up to the nines one day and then she'll have like no makeup on the next day and then if she's like really badly bloated or something like that like she'll show that and like kind of you know show whatever she's doing to help get rid of the bloat and I actually think she's brilliant I really enjoy following her um she spoke really well on uh Brian King's podcast about the whole dealing with the bloat and yeah. IBS and kind of dealing with the time of the month and all that kind of stuff so she does an episode with Brian I think it's probably about three months old two months old it's a really really good episode Maeve, Maeve's message is is very very good I love her I think she's very good um you were the queen of the glutes and quads when we were in CHQ. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I still remember Luke. Training legs of Luke. And you. Oh you got him to what, so 100 kg 30 times? Oh, my God. I don't know. You I broke him anyway. Yeah, I actually just ruined him. Yeah, I did. I was very, very fond of good leg day whenever I was in CHQ. I was so strong back then. I was looking back um, on my Instagram and... I seen like a set of squats that I done. I done a hundred. Was it hundred kg? Hundred five was there as well. No, I done. It was like ninety for ten, and then a hundred for like five or six or something like that. And I mean, ass to grass, like literally, like the way, like proper deep squat. And I was like, I actually think I would snap if I was through that. Now. Like I honestly, I was very very strong back then. Never looked back on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, get back to that. Have you any? Uh, what are the best exercises in your in your head for kind of the glutes, building the glutes, the glutes and the quads? Glutes. 
Well, my favourite ones is squats. I love squats. Uh, RDLs then, it's probably second. Big, big fan of RDLs. Uh, single leg ones as well. Um, hip thrust then, obviously, that has to be there. Uh, they're probably my three main ones that I would just do if, I, if I'm just kind of, if I'm not really following programs or something like that, if I'm just going into the gym and I want to do a bit of legs, they're just like three staple ones that I'll always have in it. Uh, the back extension as well. Like whenever, like a glute focus back extension, like we would think, great. And so many of us kind of, like when we're trying to start off and building something, impatience kind of plays a big, big role in it. Yeah. And I know I've been guilty of that. Uh, and sometimes I probably thought that I was further along than I was. And that was probably with the photo shoot. Have you got any, any advice for someone that's kind of dealing with impatience? Because we're kind of in a now, kind of a, on a, in an era where everyone, you can look at your phone, you can check your bank balance with one click on your button. Yeah. You can send a money over to your friend or whatever with one click or Revolut card or whatever it is. Any any advice for dealing with impatience when it comes to fitness or promotions or whatever it may be? Whenever you're thinking about like fitness, like you, like it isn't going to happen overnight. Like you just you just have to come to terms with that and realize it, and then just be consistent. So getting in every day and doing it. Like if you kind of wanted to think of it, even as like saving up for like a holiday or something. Like you like say if you're putting away ten euro a week, like that's fuck all. You're probably only going to say like especially after ten weeks, you're only going to see a hundred euro in your bank account. Your holiday could be worth like seven hundred euro. And like, if you just keep saving and saving, eventually you're going to have like a deadly holiday at the end of it. And it's going to be unreal. It's just going to take you a little bit of time to get there. So kind of, if you're just, they think of it as saving up for a goal, like putting away 10 euro a week, which is nothing. And you're going to see a very, very small balance in your savings account for an awful long time. But then if you keep consistent and you keep putting away your 10 euro, eventually you will get your holiday. But if you stop putting away your 10 euro after a while, because all you see is 30 or 40 euro in your bank account, you'll never reach your end goal of your holiday. So it's the same thing as like banking gym sessions. If you keep going, putting in your gym sessions, eventually you'll get the arse that you want. But if you just give up after three or four gym sessions, like that will never, ever, ever help you get an arse if you just sit on it all day and don't go to the gym. I think that's, I think that's really good advice. The fact that you brought it into money, which is probably the thing that most people kind of relate to at this day and age. Yeah. Um, we, I t- since I became a PT, one of the biggest things that I've had to learn about is and most of my clients online and, f- and face-to-face are females. And the, one of the biggest things I've had to learn about is the time of the month. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Werner. I'm editing that out. Uh, so we're talking about kind of dealing with the cravings. Have you got any advice for dealing with the cravings? I'm probably like the worst person because I like don't get cravings at all and really. what about what you kind of said to your clients um like again it just it comes down to like discipline at this stage like not giving in to something it, it comes down to like your own strength mind and being disciplined if you are rigidly following to a diet and you have an end goal in mind that you want to achieve you just have to stay on target things that like you can take would be you know just like like a seven up free or like coke zero or something like that if you did want something like very sugary or else i used to get um like whenever I was on prep, I'm just sort of thinking of like wee things that I do to kill a sweet tooth. It'd be, you know, like the tubs of like the 0% phage. Is it phage? Yes, yeah. F-A-G-E. What is it? Fizz. Fizz? Yeah, it's stuff that Derek was like. No, not fizz. The Greek yogurt. Phage or something. It's it's, it's it's non it's 0% fat Greek yogurt anyway. And then get the little toffee drops from like my protein or like whatever, to, like toffee drops flavor, put them into it and then you freeze it. And it's kind of like ice cream. Uh, I used to do that. And unfortunately, I've yet to find like a substitute for chocolate. 
Um, but that would be sort of like the two things that I would have done. It would have been that little thing with the Greek yogurt and the like the drops. toffee drops. Yeah, the and drops seem to be a big thing at the, the minute, drinks. and they're not that expensive. They're great. All. My protein have them. They're yeah, not that expensive. They're brilliant. Uh, or it's not sponsored by my protein, but we can. No, organize. we'll hopefully organize no. something for you. Please spur me. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spit, hashtag ad. Hashtag uh, not sponsored, hashtag I wish. <laughs> advice on kind of, you, you spoke about it a little bit on kind of advice and kind of training with no energy. And a lot of people, like when they get home, they're going to like walk in the door, sit on the couch, and that's then done for the evenings. Have you kind of got any advice as someone that kind of is struggling with just being absolutely knackered all the time? First of all, sort of your sleep is the biggest issue. Yeah, like you have to, to are they actually tired all the time like genuinely tired all the time yeah like they're gen, gen or they're just tired after a day's work yeah like are you like are you actually tired and have you only slept for like three hours or something in which case then like yeah you just work on your sleep but if it's a thing that you're just coming home like oh no i'm just tired after work like you're like you're not going to be motivated all the time that just again comes down to discipline and wanting to actually do it so if you do want to go to the gym in the evenings because you have a set goal in mind just be disciplined and just do it like like you don't want to do everything in life like I don't particularly get a huge thrill out of sitting through like a two-hour accounting lecture or like a two-hour whatever like HR lecture I actually hate HR but like I'm just kind of putting it into perspective like I don't overly enjoy going into doing that but I still do it because I want to get a degree it's like people going into work some people don't actually like jump out of bed in the morning and love going into work but you still need to get money like at the end of the day you have to work you have to do something that you don't really enjoy to get something that you do enjoy which is money so it's the same thing about going to the gym in the evenings you literally just have to bite the bullet sometimes and do it and you feel better after it as well I like it's very rare that you're going to come out of a gym and feel worse after a session unless you're sick that's the only time I would ever come out of a gym and I'd feel worse after it as if I was sick uh and I trained and I would just feel like death but uh yeah just being disciplined uh, the discipline is kind of a, co- a common theme that we're kind of talking about for the whole episode but people just can't admit that to themselves oh yeah people just they will people. not actually be like no I'm not I'm actually not disciplined enough to go to the gym every day they'll find every that's why people will just be like oh no I'm too tired because we're actually learning about it it was actually a module we had in college um it's organizational behavior and we came across this thing I thought it was very interesting it was called like cognitive dissonance and it's whenever you know that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, but in your brain, you try to like justify it. So it's like, I don't know, just say people that smoke, for example, they know that they shouldn't be smoking because it leads to a whole like host of diseases. But in their head, they're like, no, I'm stressed. I deserve this. Like that's cognitive dissonance. Like you're doing a behavior that actually isn't benefiting you in any way, shape or form. But because you just can't admit that to yourself, you'll find some reasoning to justify your actions behind it. Um, so that's a big thing to just actually be able to look at yourself and be like, you're an undisciplined piece of shit. Like, stop. <laughs> so I'll own your actions. Well, this is how I talk to myself. That's why I'm saying it. Because I would I be like, stop being so fucking, you're a lazy bitch. Get up. Like, yeah, that's how I talk to myself. So and that's why don't take offence, please. That's why, I, that's why I've asked the world back on because she's so honest and working with her and like if you're ever struggling for motivation like you just message Orla and she'll she put you into your place and it'll kind of copy the hell on um, and then like exam time is you've just finished your exams oh yes and leaving, <laughs> leaving certain is I feel so sorry for the people that are going to exams tomorrow 
um exam time is kind of upon us dealing with kind of the stress and dealing with kind of the food and stuff like that any advice for the people that are about to start doing those yeah, I have a different take on uh, exams and a lot of people because people are like, oh, don't stress, like you've done the best you can. You will only be shitting yourself going into an exam if you haven't prepared, if you don't know the material. I don't believe in people being like, oh, like, you know everything, you go blank an exam, you don't. Like, I am sorry, if you know everything inside out, if you put in the graft all year, if you have, honest to God, worked your arse off, you'll fly the exam and you won't be nervous about it. Like, Whenever I was doing my leave and cert, I in fifth year, I put in serious hours studying as well. Same in sixth year, I got five hundred and twenty five points in my leave and cert, but I genuinely worked my arse off for it. Like I constantly was like studying, and I just had it in my head that I wanted to do as well as I could in everything. Like it was something that was very important to me at the time. Uh, was to do well in the leave and cert. So and the people are like, don't be staying up too late cramming the night before bollocks you stay up <laughs> if you need to cram you stay up I got to the stage where whenever I was um preparing my leaving cert I actually remember the science course I got an A1 in no yeah I'm trying to think it was biology yeah I got an A1 in biology and I went through the entire course twice in a day like that's the, the level that you have to be at just to rhyme it off if you know what I mean like I could not have went into that exam, went blank and not remembered anything for the life of me. So if the leaving cert is something that you actually really, really care about and you've put in the time, like don't don't be stressed about it. You've put in the graft, you will get what you deserve back out of it. Like uh, but at the same time, like and I don't want to kind of pressure people either. Like if the leaving cert isn't important to you and you don't want to go down an academic route at all, don't be stressing about it. Like sure it doesn't it doesn't matter to you if you don't want to, you know, progress with it. But at this stage, a lot of your work should be done. And if you are kind of coming into exams, don't listen to anyone if they're telling you to uh, go to bed. Like I, for those, whatever, two weeks of exams, like my sleeping pattern was all over the place. I was cramming and cramming and cramming because it was like so fresh in my mind. And I got 525 points. So I personally don't see anything wrong with it. I've done the same for my college exams. Like... <clears throat> Uh, I was literally, I'd say maybe only slept like three or four hours before the exams. I was staying up, like trying to fit the whole course in the night before. Like I was putting in work, you know, like throughout the year and stuff like that. But again, it just comes down to actually working. Like, because it really just annoys me whenever people are like very like stressed about exams or about the leave and certain stuff like that. And they haven't put in the work. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, deal with it. You haven't put in the work and now you can actually just sit there and face the consequences of doing shit in the leaving cert or shit in your college exams. Like you should have studied better. And then hopefully people like they do learn from that. Like if you had had a bad exam, you will learn from it. But um, I just think that that is my main thing. I know that that is quite tough love and everything out there is like actually like the opposite of that. And you go, like, just do your best, like do you whatever and like go to bed, get your eight or nine hours. But I just feel like if you want something bad enough, you'll just do fucking air. You'll just throw the whole kitchen sink at it, like, until you get it. That's kind of my thinking behind it. And what about the food and stuff like that when you were studying? Eat whatever I wanted. Didn't care. Because, like, if I, like, whenever I priority something, like, that's my priority. Everything else can fall to shit. But, like, again, I, like, if I'm very, very busy, like, I don't think about eating in my head. If you know what I mean? Like, if you're studying, like, 
I don't know, economics. Like, why are you thinking <laughs> so intently about food? Like, you like you obviously have something, like, you know, mentally kind of going on there that you really, really should have addressed before your exams uh, as regards to food, if it's actually kind of transferring through and distracting you from your studies, uh, especially around exams and stuff like that. But I do get, like, after you finish, we'll say maybe four or five hours of study, and you're like, oh, I'd love a takeaway. Just go get the takeaway. Like, at the minute, like, your exams should be your priority. It's only three weeks. Exams. Two it's three only weeks. three weeks. Just literally eat whatever. Like, whenever I was doing exams, it ate whatever I wanted. But in saying that, I would be the opposite. If I'm doing exams or something like that, I'd de- probably be, like, under eating, if anything. Because they just kind of be hopping around from one thing to the other. I'd be stressed as well. So that kind of would affect my appetite. But, um, yeah, just it's three weeks. Do whatever you need to do to get through it. If exams are your number one priority, do whatever you need to do. I know we are nearly at the end of the episode. I've got a couple of more questions. And one of the one of the things that kind of I looked, I was looking back through Orla's Instagram for kind of uh, a little bit of inspiration for some of the questions. And one of the things was being hard on yourself and kind mm. of practicing ignoring your kind of your negative thoughts and stuff like that. Okay. Have you got any advice for dealing with this side of things? I sometimes I'm I'm pretty hard on myself on whether it comes to kind of the business side of things, the the fitness side of things, or I'm very kind of very harsh harsh on myself. And I look back when we spoke off air, I was like, episode yeah. one is other shite. Uh, uh, but like I feel like that's good though. Like uh, like not good is it like. Oh, I'm just gonna say it anyway. I feel like it's good in a way whenever you are hard on yourself, because whenever I look back on, we'll say like periods of two or three weeks that I've been like very, very, very stressed out or anything like that. Whenever I actually look and see what I've achieved, I'm quite proud of myself, and that is kind of gonna make you keep going. Like, yeah, it is important to realize it. Like, to be able to like sit back and look at your life and be like, here, I am, I am deadly. Like. I am I'm actually class but at the same time you have to keep it going in your head I'm just kind of referring back to different things that I would have done whenever like I put not I put an awful lot of stress under uh on myself under for the election making college and like looking back at myself now I'm delighted I did it like I'm absolutely like I like I, I couldn't do something and only give 80 percent to it I'd have to nearly kill myself doing something if I really really wanted it same for anything got to do with exams like even in fly fit, like, you know yourself, like, it's not easy getting up, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning or whatever to go in to your clients and all, but it's just about, like, keeping, pushing yourself through it and always wanting more for yourself as well. Well, I think that's probably something that's, I probably do a little bit too much. I would put myself under a lot of pressure and a lot of aspects in life to do well, but I feel like that's gotten me to where I am at the minute. So I am actually grateful of that, but, like, I would put myself under a lot of pressure, like, academically and different things with life and I would have set myself like quite kind of high goals of where I want to be in like five or ten years but I feel like it is good to put yourself under that pressure but then you're also able to sit back and be like fuck I done a lot there in two to three weeks like this is what I can actually do whenever I do put myself you know under a bit of pressure I am a little bit harder on myself it is important to be able to sit back and give yourself the credit whenever it's due um but like yeah I, I would just be very against the sort of mindset of like feeling sorry for yourself and kind of trying to cut corners and get a handy way out of things. Like I just, I hate that. Like, like, and then to go and complain about it, like it just, it would sicken my hole to hear people going on about that. And like, you're not giving it a hundred percent. Like you're, you're yeah. really not. Yeah. It's how you do anything. It's how you do everything. Yeah. 
and like it, it it can apply to work if you're expecting a promotion and you're not putting the hours in or you're not you're missing deadlines or you're so doing that you're not putting the weight in the team or whatever like that but then don't expect the promotion it's the same thing exactly and it annoys me you'll, like anyone that's actually sitting leaving start at the minute whenever the results come out you'll always you'll hear like a few of your mates going yeah well, like I, I could have got 500 points if I studied you didn't fucking study though so you didn't that really annoyed me a lot of people would have said that to me as well and it like it's nearly them kind of trying to detract your like hard work take from away it, from or take it, it away from yeah. it yeah like no, like, like I don't know. I, I, I just hate stuff like that. Like, don't be coming saying to someone like, oh, well, you know, if I just work, if I worked a bit harder and work, I'd be able to get that promotion too. Yeah, you didn't though. You haven't got it. Like, that statement is relevant. It actually means nothing. Like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> so I, I hope that's not, uh, the next question is, what's your motto for life? I really hope it's not that. <laughs> fuck off. No. Um. My manifesto for life. What is it? Motto or manifesto? Motto. Motto. My motto for life. Gosh. I don't really have like a one sentence motto. Just something that you go by. You've kind of alluded to kind of how you do anything is how you do everything. You've kind of alluded to uh, you're the only, you like own what you do. It's kind of one of those things that I've, what I've taken out of this episode is, is from what you've said is own what yeah. you do. No one else can spoon feed you. No one else can lift the weights. No one else can uh, do the exams. You have to do everything for you. Like there's no one else going to like make your life. You have to make your own. Yeah, that's, kind of. yeah. I, I sort of like, I don't, I actually, I don't, I don't really have like a one sentence answer. I feel like it's just kind of, again, like that whole vibe that I've given or well, hopefully that I've given across in the podcast is do things that you want to do, like put it out of your head, like what other people think, like just put that out of your head. If you're scared about it, good, do it. Like good, learn to like run towards fear instead of away from it. Like I'm so happy that I done all them different things I done the last year with regards to like college or anything like that. Cause I was very, I was very, very nervous doing it. But again, I am delighted. So do things that, you really want to do and don't care about what other people think and then work fucking hard for them as well like don't half-heartedly do things if you're gonna do something like run at it and attack it and give it a hundred percent so as you like and don't kind of half do things and then blame other things and other people like you should be able to sit back and objectively look at the situation and how you handled it and how you worked in that situation and kind of see where you can improve if you want to get better at it as well like yeah kind of again like just taking ownership for it and just go and add something if you really do want it like put in the work don't be so fucking lazy i think that's a, i think that it's is awesome so many people do try to take the easy easy route and i probably have been guilty of it before uh but i'm definitely trying to change that at the minute oh so am i like i'm like i'm not perfect either oh, no, like, people is, listening yeah. to me are probably like oh my god like she is deadly like i'm not like <laughs> like <laughs> I, I have fucked up on things so many times we've learned from in my life oh yeah i've learned from them all like um but like i just feel like it is important that like people listening to this aren't like oh my god she's class like i I, like i am guilty of like we are all human at the end of the day but it is something that i just always kind of try and live by is just like do the work like yeah yeah Yeah. uh so what's we kind of spoke about it at the beginning what's what's up what's coming up next for orla um well as you're saying at the start there i've only i moved up to dublin uh, for the summer, I am doing an accounting internship for the summer with a firm in Dublin, the city centre, and I'm very excited about it because that's kind of where I want to go with my life now. Uh, hoping to be an accountant in, let's say, five years' time, earn a nice wee bit of money, 
getting a nice wee penthouse apartment out by Clontarf. <laughs> Some nice wee posh area. I don't know. Like, that's kind of where I want. Like, I do have my life kind of planned out in my head of different things that I want to achieve. But the main thing at the minute is, like, putting my heart and soul into my accounting internship. I really just want to give it absolutely everything that I have. Like, I'll literally just do it. In, like, like, for the next 10 weeks, like, if anything's asked me, like, I'm just going to do it give it my absolute all because that's kind of at, at the minute for me that's my main goal or my main priority so it's kind of it's not really focused overly too much on fitness or on the gym it's kind of shifted more because I just kind of know that I want to work in something like slightly more number based or academic uh, as opposed to like you know like giving like spin classes and TRX classes and stuff like that so that's kind of I suppose that's yeah I've, I've no doubt that you, you'll fly it and where can people okay. find out about you on Instagram and social media uh, I'm trying to think of my Instagram name. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually, because I was like, it's just a word of frail, but like, kind of spaces. Uh, okay, so on Instagram, I am at o r l a underscore f r i e l. Delighted you have that written on the screen for me. <laughs> I believe that part in. I can't believe. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. Well, I am, but I only follow like three pages, and I don't use it. I just kind of. Yeah, so like just, Instagram, like, Instagram is where she's spent most of her time. Yeah, uh, I, she's yeah. worth the follow if you're not following already. And really appreciate you coming back up uh, for really episode 27, 28, 27, 28. Uh, and thank you so much for coming up. And I'm really excited to kind of hear the feedback on this. Deadly.